Hello, beautiful people. This is Trisha. Welcome to my podcast, Words of Life, where we discuss faith-based topics to encourage, empower, and uplift you to become the best version of who God called you to be. Now, have fun and listen to the episodes. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Trisha's podcast, Words of Life. You know what? Today, I want to go straight into it um, and not talk around uh, it so much because this is something that is like really coming out of a very spontaneous situation so that I experienced um, you know through something that happened and you know I'm I'm not going to go into details what happened and you know uh, whatever Um, but um, what I want to say is what I want to talk about today is really about you know understanding uh, the grace of God and how to rest in God and what it actually means, and also that Christianity is not a religion, okay, and Christianity is uh, God coming to us and God wanting a relationship to us, and um, it's not about do and don'ts, it's not about the law or law keeping, it's not about you know, you being saved because of your performance or how well you do in life and how well you keep the laws of God. That's not about it. That's that's what it's not about that. OK, so relationship, it's all about relationship. And, um, you know, uh, I think Christianity is clearly, you know, uh, in, in the word of God, uh, bringing the message that it's not work based, particularly when it comes to salvation and eternal life. And spending eternity with God. It's not work-based. You can do nothing to be saved. And you can't do nothing to be kept saved. Because the same grace that saved you is the grace that keeps you saved until your last breath. So if you you really think you can do something to be uh, kept saved after you have been saved by grace, you really are on the wrong path. And this is really... The, the way to the pit of hell, because seriously, um, you know, uh, the, the, the grace of God is very clear. You know, uh, salvation is a gift from God through grace by faith. And, you know, as soon as you start thinking to add something to the accomplished work of Christ, if you think you can add something to the cross, this is really a lie from the pit of hell, believe me, because this is not going to save you, okay? What is going to save you is, if you believe in Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you receive him as your God, Lord and Savior, uh, then you are saved, period. If you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, that's it. That's all you need to have to be saved and to, to live in eternity with God, okay? Because the Bible, again, is very clear about that. There's nothing you can do to be saved rather than, sorry, other than uh, receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, period, okay? And when it comes to works, you know, there is always a a verse that, you know, speaks about works and, you know, where it says, for example, you know, faith without works is dead. You know, this is, you know, taking out of context. And also this doesn't mean that this has anything to do with salvation, okay, or how you get to heaven. This is nothing to do with that you know if you believe that because you're lukewarm at some point you're going to be condemned and judged and go straight to hell when you meet jesus 
Seriously, this is taken out of context. Okay, salvation is not based on your performance. Salvation is not based on what you do or what you don't do. Okay, and unfortunately, there is a lot of really, uh, really, how can I say, uh, contorted and really um, twisted beliefs and wrong theologies and really false Christianity and making people believe, you know, and putting rules after rules all over them, how to live and what to do, what not to do, do and don'ts lists that never end, you know, and, and, and constrict people to feel oppressed and uh, depressed and really don't enjoy the love and the grace of God. You know, I listened to Rick Warren uh, a couple of days ago and he said, you know, the he is the, the most famous pastor, author, whatever in the world, I guess, you know, and Rick Warren has a huge church and he's a great pastor and his teachings are very biblically sound and very balanced, very grace based as well. And all about the love of God. Um, and, you know, and he, he said, you know, and he wrote this book, you know, the purpose driven life or something. And one of the most popular books, bestsellers ever. Um, and, and, and basically, um, you know, to find out why we are here on earth. Um, but, you know, and he said the first purpose for us is to actually be loved by God. <laughs> our, perp our first primary uh, uh, purpose in life when we get into this earth is to be loved by God, to receive his love. Wow. Have you ever heard this before? I haven't. At least not in this way, shape or form. I mean, first I have to be loved and receive his love rather than anything else. This is my first purpose in life. And you know why? Because that opens up a relationship to him. His love opens up the door to his heart and then we can have relationship and communion with God, you know. So his love is the key to everything. And, and even now, while I'm sharing, I feel such a peace, such a joy about, you know, telling you the first purpose in life when it comes to anything, really, and particularly God, it's, it's to be loved by God first. You know, and he said, even, you know, in, in, in his word, he says, you know, God loved us first before we even knew him, before we even loved him back. He loved us first. And even while we're sinners, you know, he still loved us already. So, you know, it's... I cannot stand people that are, you know, religious or self-righteous or share a gospel that is oppressing people and really putting them into chains uh, and shackle them down uh, rather than, you know, freeing them and unclip their wings and make them fly uh, and enjoy the love of God and enjoy the peace of God, enjoy the rest of God. And again, you know, I am someone who uh, is all about as well, you know, understanding the, the the transformational power of God's love. Okay, I do believe that when you get saved, um, something will happen uh, and you will see a transformation if you allow it, obviously. You know, if you allow God to change you, he will. You know, he will become the change in you. So uh, as Paul says, you know, no longer I live, but Christ in me. So obviously it's not about us uh anyway and anymore or ever so it's all about God anyway but you know you first have to receive God's love understand God's love and then apply it to yourself to love yourself and love God back and to love your neighbor as yourself so but if you don't have a revelation about God's love and God's rest 
you know, you will never live Christianity the way you're supposed to live. And only based on that truth uh, that God loves you and that, you know, his grace is all sufficient uh, and his rest is all you need to live your daily life. Only then you can really live out your purpose that God specifically and uh, tailor made for you, you know, that he tailored specifically for you. So, you know, there is a calling and mission for for every one of us. And, uh, you know, for example, I'm an artist, you know, I'm a speaker, I'm, uh, uh, you know, someone who, who loves to um, encourage people. I'm someone who is very uh, creative and artistic. So I do use those gifts that God has given me to glorify him and to bring him the most uh, precious uh, g- glory and attention to him uh, rather than to me because it, it's not about me okay but what I cannot stand is you know people that are religious and what I mean by that is they are they are caught by a religious belief or religious uh, spirit that is keeping them down and making them believe that if they don't live the perfect Christian life and they don't have it all together um, and that if they don't perform well 100% every day and if they are not on fire every day for God, they're going to go straight to hell. And they're going to be judged and condemned by God. This is, seriously, one of the biggest uh, 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 lies out of the pit of hell. Because this is exactly what the devil wants you to believe. That you strive, you crave, you uh, struggle, that you uh, run around with your head down and uh, <laughs> every day depressed. You know, religious people usually, uh, they... they, they they almost never smile, they almost never laugh, they're never really happy and content. They're always somehow oppressed, depressed, frustrated, judgmental, condemning. How come? Well, because they don't have revelation about God's love and rest and His grace, you know, that sets you free from every religious belief. And you know, there was a professor that I used to love and I still love, I don't even know if he's still alive, but he was a brilliant, amazing teacher of the Word of God. And he said, you know, every two, three years, the wood of self-righteousness will grow back on you. <laughs> and you have to really chunk it down and go back to the, you know, uh, 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 gospel of grace again. You know, um, more or less that's what his words were. So excuse me if I don't remember 100%, but that was more or less the message. And it was so good because he reminded us of the fact how, you know, people can get self-righteous even though they are born again, spirit-filled. They they get into the self-righteousness and think that seriously, uh, again, if, if you don't do it right or if you don't tick all the boxes, you know, uh, you're not a real Christian and you're not going to go to heaven, this is not the Bible, man. The Bible is very clear about what salvation is and what it really means. But uh, let me read a few scriptures and I'm going to close it up. I'm going to keep it uh, short today. Uh, okay. Okay, let me read this to you because I found this article. Uh, I'm going to read just a little bit out of it. So, um, again, so it says um, the following. The doctrine, of Ga- the doctrine of grace stands at the center of the Bible. It is the theme that connects every book and the threat that winds uh, through every verse. Uh, in the original Old uh, Testament language, grace comes from a word meaning loving kindness, which is often used uh, to describe the Lord's character. God's grace flows from the essence of his being. The Lord, the Lord, 
a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That's out of Exodus 34, 6. And that's the S E E E S V <laughs> translation. And then it says in the New Testament, grace is translated from a term meaning divine favor and God will. Uh, sorry, goodwill, uh, that which gives you, that which gives joy, and that which is a free gift. Grace is the undeserved gift of God. The greatest of God's gifts uh, of grace is His Son, Jesus Christ. Um, and then it says, the simple acronym is frequently cited as a biblical definition of grace god's riches at christ's expenses exactly that's what i'm talking about <laughs> so and then um in yeah in acts new testament acts 15 11 it says but we believe that we will be saved through grace uh, of the lord jesus just as they will and then Romans 3.24 says, Yet God in His grace freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty of our sins. I mean, come on. You can't be more clear than that. Like, this is so obvious that salvation, and not only salvation is based on grace, and even your your whole life after you have been saved is based on His grace, you know. Uh, you're not going to lose your salvation if you don't live a perfect, uh, you know, uh, keeping all the law kind of lifestyle. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to happen because of that. You have been saved by grace, and guess what? You stay saved by the same grace. So, you know, people, that's, that's where most people don't get it. And they just get into this religious mode thinking they have to live a perfect life. And the transformational power of God in your life has nothing to do with you being saved or not. You know, in a sense, you know, if you get transformed or not, you're still going to be saved. <laughs> so you have to separate salvation from your life after salvation, which means that even if you stay the same person that you were when you got saved, you're still going to get to heaven. Okay. So if you don't change, you're still going to get to heaven. So it, because salvation is not based on works or based on uh, your performance. Okay. Um, if the only way I believe that you can lose your salvation, if at all. The only way is if you reject Jesus Christ. No sin, no lifestyle, no law can separate you. Anything can separate you. Nothing can separate you from the God, love of God. Nothing in heaven, on earth, or under the earth. No demon, no sin. Nothing can separate you from the love of God and your salvation and your eternal life with God. Nothing and no one. No sin, no man, nothing. Only you, by rejecting Christ before or after you have been saved will uh, make you lose salvation or, you know, lead you probably to hell. Because if you don't receive Christ, you're going to go to hell, period. There's no probably. Sorry, I need to correct that. If you don't receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to go straight to hell. That's what the Bible says. 
you know, because Jesus is the only way to God. Jesus is the only way to the Father, God in heaven. He's the only way to heaven. That's what the Bible says. Not my opinion or my thoughts, it's the word of God. It's the Bible. It's not me. Okay. And I can give you the verses to that as well. Because um, Jesus said, you know, uh, that, you know, he's the way to the Father. And it's in uh, John 14, 6. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay. Um, and then the way to heaven. Uh, it's the way to heaven. The verse for that. One second. Yes. And in John 3, 5, Jesus answered, Verily, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. And, you know, and Jesus, you know, the verse in John 14, 6, you know, he clearly says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So I am the way to the Father. I am the way to the heaven. So, you know, there is no way. He is the door, you know. There is, uh, again, another verse that, you know, speaks about Jesus being the door. Let me pull that up. Uh, that verse, I think it's John 10. Yeah. John 10, nine, where it says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. <laughs> Come on. I mean, or in, in verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his, for the sheep. But uh, uh, hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who uh, does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees uh, because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I'm the good shepherd and I know my sheep and uh, am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and other, sh and other sheep I have which are not uh, of his fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be, there will be one flock and one shepherd. So, and this was John 10, 9 to 16. I read the whole... <laughs> <laughs> well, not the whole chapter, but, you know, a chunk of the chapter. But anyway, so all of that to, to say, you know, that, you know, Christianity is not work-based uh, when it comes to salvation. Work-based when it comes to lifestyle. I'm not sure about that either, because, you know, again, uh, it's one thing to serve God and to do it out of love. And I don't see I don't see this as work, but as a privilege, as an honor. Okay, so I don't like the the word work or work based. It just doesn't sit right or well with me. So I'd rather say, you know, we have the privilege and honor to serve God, um, and we are His ambassadors, meaning His representatives on the earth, uh, to reflect Christ, uh, His grace and His love mainly. And then obviously we do acts of love. Of course, we serve God uh, in, our, in our, you know, own ability and capacity that God has given us personally, individually. 
Um, so this is one thing, you know, but I, I don't, I just don't like the word work. It, it just doesn't, I don't think it reflects fully the heart of God, you know, because, you know, Jesus says, you know, if you love me, you will obey me. But he clearly sits the, the big word L-O-V-E before it. He says, if you love me, you will obey me. And even, you know, uh, obeying God um, is a consequence of him loving you first and then you are loving him back. And because of that, you want to serve him and you will, you will do it with all your heart, fully, uh, diligently and devoted. Uh, but again, not with the pressure that religion tries to bring in, uh, where, you know, it's almost like, um, you know, again, I don't know. It's just, it's heavy and it's aggravating. It's oppressing. And I don't think that people, uh, you know, want to feel like that. And that is not how God wants us to feel either. You know, God wants us to feel loved, accepted and free, uh, free to do his will, but under the wings of his love and protection. All right. God bless you. Thank you for joining and listening to my podcast today, Words of Life, where we discuss and talk about faith-based topics. Every episode is meant to encourage, empower, and uplift you and to become the best version of who God intended you to be. Please take your time and listen to my episodes, but also visit my blog where I write articles at least once a month on trishabritania.com blogspot.com trishabritania.blogspot.com Thank you and have a lovely day.